Welcome back. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. Things are heating up. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us here on the show, the Fantasy Suites edition of the show. Usually, I mean, it's the episode I look forward to the most because I want to see how things are going to go. And But I got to be honest. This was one of the sadder fantasy suite experiences. Other than maybe Colton. Colton's was kind of sad because he just, he, he turned it down. He, he, it was fourth down. He could have gone for it. And my man chose to punt. My man punted on Tasha. He punted on that Hannah, the IG model from Alabama. So he could chase, chase down Cassie. So that was kind of a bummer, but this one was a bummer for different reasons. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll get to it. Uh, I'm joined now, as I am, every week that we do this show by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. All right. Hey, bud, before we get into it, I was driving home today, and I was listening to some local sports talk radio, as okay. I want, want to do in the afternoon. I was listening to my man, Petros Papadakis. Yep. Legend. I mean, the guy is great. Love him. Yeah. Ha- had had opportunity to meet him one time when I was uh, with you up at the station when you when you guys worked together. Yep, seemed like a pretty nice guy. But as I was listening today, radio legend Petros Papadakis and also producer guy Tim Cates <laughs> had a few unpleasant things to say about my bachelor lifestyle co-host Jason Stewart. Uh, I was, I wish I could have been there to defend you buddy, but cause it was a bloodbath. I mean, they were just going, they were just coming through with swords. They were, they were disemboweling you on the radio and you weren't even there to defend yourself. What, what, what are your thoughts on that, Jason? Um, well, first and foremost, I have told Petros this, and I, I tell other people this. I think he's probably the most talented radio guy that I've ever worked with. And um, he does, on occasion, poke fun at me. But I think uh, I think I may have done something today that got him a little bit more riled up than usual. I took, I took a shot at his producer off the air and then on Twitter. And uh, a couple of my Twitter followers piled on, and I think Petros felt defensive of his guys. Well, you, I, I didn't hear it by the way. So whatever they said, um, um, I'm sure it was in jest, but I'll, I'll take a listen to it. You had, uh, you have a big, big Twitter following that you wield like a club. You, you come in, it's like a, your Twitter following is like a cue ball in a sock and you just come through and you just, you just wreck people. Um, but they were talking about how, uh, you, you're very protective with your Rolodex apparently because everybody knows you got all the connections. You've been booking interviews in this town for 20 years. Everybody knows that you're the guy that can make things happen. And it sounds like you were being a little tight with Antonio Daniels contact information. What do you say about that, Jason? Is that true? Uh, no. In fact, wow. it's funny because um, the thing that I think started all this was that I had sent out, a tweet that was uh, thinly veiled. You know, I think everyone has one of these people in their work life, if not Mm. multiple people. They were discussing this on the air. Yeah, well, you know, you'll hit them with a text. Say it's somebody that you communicate with often. Oh, I know these people. You'll hit them with a text, and it'll be like hit or miss if they get back to you. You know, your, your question is not their priority, obviously, Um, and you know, they'll get back to you sometimes and other times they just won't. Yeah. But the second they need an answer on something from you, um, they send the question and then if you don't reply in two minutes, they'll send the old double question mark as in, as in, in case you didn't get the first text, 
this is drawing attention to the last text. I need my answer right away. So, uh, Tim Cates is one of the people in my life that does whoa, that. So I, whoa, 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 I went ahead and took it to Twitter. Whoa, Tim Cates. Because, and I don't, I don't want to sound misogynistic here, but the behavior you just described, I thought was exclusive to the female gender. I've never known anybody to throw down the double question mark second text that wasn't a woman. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if you if your job entails the same functionality as mine, but you know, I was talking strictly professional. I am on my phone. I send and receive dozens, if not hundreds of, um, of messages a week. And, um, you know, I have these relationships with people in the industry and a couple of them fall in this category and he's one of them. So I don't think Petros took too kindly to it. Yeah, I mean, who can forget the time you booked the great John Daly for your old boss, Graham Benzinger? I mean, what a get. What a, not, what a score. That's pretty damn good. You're right. I forgot about that one. That was a good I, one. I also once, and I'm not a professional booker, but I also booked once booked John Daly for the Travis Rogers Now program on Yahoo Sports Radio when I ran into him at the Costco in San Juan Capistrano. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I I wish somebody would have been there to defend your honor, Jason. I'm always in your corner. Uh, you were being assaulted on local radio here today. I'm sure many of our listeners heard it, um, and they also were in your corner and have your back in this major media market dispute, Jason. Yeah, I, I need to listen to it back and yeah. see uh See what my reply might be. Run it back, as they say. Okay. Look for it. Stu, let's talk, let's talk, um, let's talk fantasy suites. This, we fantasy always look suites. forward to this. This week, um, they flew to the Gold Coast of Australia. Yep. Um, where there is, there are so many things to do that are specific to Australia. Um, you could do, you know, kangaroo sightings or, you know, whatever you do in Australia, right? Go right. to the outback. Yep. Just do, do things that those those strange people down there do. So, of course, the first date uh, that Peter gets on this uh, on this fantasy suite in Australia episode is with Hannah Ann. Yep. And they go jet skiing. Jet skiing. Um, which is a Florida activity, right? Something that you could do in any body of water anywhere. And the first date in Australia, they choose to go. Um, they choose to go jet skiing. Now, I guess before we get to the date, though, we kind of have to button up the last episode, right? Okay, hold on, hold uh, on, hold on. Before we before we get off the topic of jet skiing, yeah. here I want to do my impersonation of me. Thirty seconds into any time I've ever been on a jet ski. Hey, anybody else want to turn? <laughs> it's one of those things that's funny for or that's fun for like a couple of minutes. They're like, okay, yay! It's like a motorcycle. It goes on water. It's kind of bumpy out here. I'm getting sprayed in the face. This is fucking stupid. Like, how about you? Go- Your turn, guy. I'm out of here. Um, Jay Stu, what happened? Set it up. How did we so- come to the to come to the situation there? We we jettisoned busy Phillips lookalike from Des Moines, Iowa fashion stylist, Miss Iowa. Kelsey was sent away last week. We were left. We were down to the final three Madison who can dribble with both hands from Auburn, Alabama, Hannah Ann from Knoxville, who's a model, but people on Twitter send me pictures of her doing like Arby's commercials. And lastly, my personal favorite, and I think everybody's personal favorite, not just because she's the most attractive, which doesn't matter at all, but also because she seems to have complete disdain for this dude, Pilot Pete, as does the rest of the audience. There's a reason why you're in Victoria F's corner on this show. It's because you can tell she doesn't like Pete any more than we do, right? 
Yeah, and and if if it isn't a disdain, she um, the she hates explaining her feelings, and when you ask her to explain her feelings, then she throws it right back on you. Like, oh, you're going to do this now? You're getting you're get, you're going to do this. Um, she's been entertaining in that regard, and that they they have not communicated at all. In fact, there was a uh, there was a quote from this episode that I posted on Twitter last night. Uh, Peter says about Victoria F. I love everything about our relationship uh, except like communication. <laughs> that just that little that little part of a relationship. Uh, everything else he loves about her. I think my man, because you can't be dumb and be a pilot. But I, I also you can't you don't need to have a personality to be a pilot. And this guy, Pete, is I think all his brain function is taken up with like knowing the terminology to call the tower and checking the charts and knowing the lift and drag coefficients and stuff like he's got that stuff on lock. He can he can fly tail draggers. We've seen that. But his and also we know he likes to bang because he got after it four times in the windmill, which we've accounted for on the show. That's too many sessions. Also, he drives that Benz and in his Benz, he's got rubs in the console. So we know he likes we know he likes to get it in like there's no question about that. Um, but but at the way he if he's not making out with you within three seconds, you're going to really get bored of him because the dude is an empty vessel. There's nothing happening between the ears. He's a real bore. And that thing on his forehead is unsightly. And this, this whole season sucks because of him. I think you're right though. I mean, the, um, the injury that he suffered where he got stitches and then he got him taken off and he put some, I think, transparent kind of bandage what on him. Is and that? It's distracting. Oh my gross. God. It, oh. It's not, it, but, um, so he he's down to those final four. He lets go of the blonde that and from Iowa that really loves him, uh, and I think he told her he's falling for her too. Um, so Peter gets pulled aside by Madison, the basketball player, who uh, whose father is an assistant coach to Bruce Pearl at Auburn. That's and, right. Uh, she can dribble and, with both hands, and as she can really been, handle the balls, Jason. Yeah, two of them. And as the show has been teasing for a couple of weeks now, she pulls him aside and she does a horrible job of trying to tell him that I'm not going to be comfortable if you sleep with either or both of the other two women. I'm just not going to be comfortable with it. Um, but she she if she said it that plainly, it would have been one thing. But it yeah. took her a good five minutes to get gibberish out that was something like that. And it left Peter and most of us audience just kind of like, what? What is she? Ex- what exactly is she saying? It was confusing to me because I, when these people on this show start talking, I really go into – I. it's like someone that's being um, – that's been imprisoned – and they're they're having to survive in a solitary confinement environment where you just have to go somewhere in your head that is a is it takes you to a completely different place just so that you can continue to live because when right. these people start to talk it is so torturous so horrible that it's you have to you have to have a coping mechanism and so I just assumed based on the previews that Madison made it clear to Pete that she was saving herself for marriage, but she didn't do that initially in the initial conversation. She didn't say, Hey, I don't give it up. And I don't expect you to either. She just said, a la Luke P and fuck the producers for this, by the way, because they're, they're running back exactly the same final that we had. We had this uh, last season on the bachelorette. This is the same thing. Like I don't now. Luke P he wasn't saving himself for marriage. Remember his problem was that he was five, seven and he'd fucked too much in the past. And he's like, I'm done with that. He was a sex addict who got into too many pants of different teenagers. And he was recovering and found God. So right. yeah, this, this isn't a first timer, but it's just yes. like, 
But just like the Luke P thing, and I think we discussed this then, and and we could discuss this now. Um, it's become fashionable in in recent seasons for the Virgin to proclaim themselves pretty early on. Colton did that. Was Colton a Virgin? I think, I think in every you know uh, Ashley, what's her face, did it. I. Ashley, I, there, I think there's been like one virgin per season for like five, and they always make it clear at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, Madison, Becca, 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 who could had the peripheral vision of a uh, uh, Highland. I don't know. I can't think of. I can't think of uh, some type of bunny, some type of prey animal. What I'm saying is that her eyes were very par- far apart on the, on the sides of her head. Okay. Uh, she was a virgin as well. What else, Jason? But what I'm trying to say is um, to allow the subject, in this case, the bachelor, to know early on. Then it puts the ball in his court. Is this something that I want to uh, entertain? Is this something that I want to put a woman through? Is this something? It, it's just, it's one of those things that to let them know sooner or later is the considerate thing to do. She has not gotten enough shit for waiting until fantasy suites to reveal that she's saving herself for marriage. To me, if that's a producer decision, I, if, if she was going to uh, tell him early and didn't, and the producer yep. said, save it. Then, then that's bullshit on them, and the producers have gotten a lot of in a lot of trouble this year for overproducing this thing. Yep. Maybe that was the case, but it makes her look out to be horrible. It makes yep. her look out to be uh, tone deaf. Like you don't wait till the fantasy suites to reveal that you haven't had sex yet. No, it's it, being a virgin is a lot like having the herp dog. You you gotta. You got to lead with it. You don't have to lead with it, but you gotta you gotta get it out there between the first and the second inning. You know, you How can't this? you can't slow play your herp, and you can't slow play your virginity. That's just known. How about this? If you're a virgin, you should reveal it soon to be to be courteous. But how about this? If you are a virgin going on a show where the guy just got done having sex four times in the windmill yep. of his fantasy sweet season. And you know, for a fact, he's going to have sex with all three women in his fantasy. Of suite. course he loves to fuck. You that's just, a, that's just one of two things on, we know. You don't go on the show because she's pulling yep. this high and mighty religious thing yep. where she's, she really is judging people who have sex before marriage. And yep. she takes this moral high ground you th- you're the one who signed up for the show, knowing exactly what the format of the game show is. She just if she was again, if the producers told her to keep shut, they're doing her a disservice because they she looks awful in this whole thing. Um, totally agree. hundred percent agree with you. So Peter basically says, um, you know, he had a look on his face like that really blows my plan, because the only reason I kept Victoria F was to have sex with her. He was saying that in his mind. You, you saw that yeah. on his face. Yeah. So um, they quickly go to Australia. And one of the, one of the things that they did this season that kind of was a different um, thing was they put the three women in the same room. They typically yeah, they usually have their own spot. They usually post up in their own spot at the and, resort. And, this was a good idea. I like this though. It, it, it created awkwardness, um, a lot of, I mean, a, a, not a whole lot of talking, and it forced them, because the producers tell them, to talk about the subject at hand. And they knew, obviously, that this big virgin reveal was going to come now, yep. so they put them all in the same house, and they were going to half at it. So anyways, uh, Peter just took that for what it was worth at the hangar, and we, we find out pretty quick that he's not really going to adhere to whatever she was trying to tell him because nope. he takes Santa Ann uh, jet skiing. And I think in the midst of this date, that was a pretty boring date. Uh, Peter says this. When I tell you I'm falling in love with you, I mean that with every fiber of my being. Yeah. Now, take, take, now, let's take that sentence for what it is. When I'm, yes, when I'm we need to get I'm into falling, that. Yes. I'm falling in love. I'm glad you brought this Peter, up. Peter says a lot. I'm falling in love. There is a spectrum 
of, of that verb. You, when you're falling, you could be at the top, you could be in the middle, you could be six eighths of the way down and you could be near the bottom. Six eighths. So, you mean three quarters? Yeah. Three quarters. If you really want to reduce hey, it, let's reduce uh, the fractions here, buddy. Let's I'm not doing mixed numbers. All right. <laughs> but I love how he says he's, uh, if I tell you I'm falling in love with you, which is such a non-committal thing to it's say, a cop out. he means it with every fiber of his being. Yeah. But and he says this a lot, by the way, he does tell people that it means the world to me. Or he'll say off camera, she means the world to me. There's only one world, Pete. Like, right. There's only, yeah. Multiple things you can't, can't have, yeah. mean the world to you. Remember, it was a huge deal when Ben Higgins accidentally told two chicks he loves them. And now yes. this Peter, he tells every, he told the last four chicks he loved them. He, this Hannah Ann gets, because a lot of people don't watch The Bachelor listen to the show. So he's got three chicks. He takes them all on a date. And if the date goes well, they go back to a, uh, okay. I mean, this is, this is like a three-star hotel that they're staying at. They go back to a, a decent suite with a, uh, with a hot tub in it and they smash. And this guy, Pete, but this, I felt so bad for Hannah because she was so overwhelmed by the moment. She just wants to win. She just wants to be picked. And this guy, Pete is like, I'm, I'm, I love you with every fiber of my being. You can't love somebody else if you say that. So, um, so she thinks they're in love with each other and they go back to the room and she fucking rides it. And she didn't want to do that, but she, he's basically telling her she's won the show. She has, she can sue these people. Go on. This is my thing. Tell me she at the dinner at the dinner, right? She, um, he got done telling her he halfway loved her, whatever that is. And she said, um, I'm normally very reserved, but when I let somebody in quotes, I'm all in. That was, that was a very less than subtle way of saying, if we go back to the fantasy suites, we're going to have sex. Now, one thing I kind of left out is that when they had the three women all in the hotel room prior to Hannah Ann's date, they had this very forced conversation where Victoria F. basically told the other two women sex is an important part of a relationship and Peter needs to see uh, how how their relationship is physically and if it's a good fit. She basically said, I don't know about you two, but I'm definitely having sex with him. Um, so Hannah Ann kind of gives him that hint. And my favorite part of this entire season has been watching Peter try to do a toast. Um, he, he starts the toast. Like he's kind of like magic Johnson in a lot of ways in this regard, magic Johnson thinks he can wing it. Like if, if magic Johnson got up and spoke at Kobe's, uh, Kobe's memorial, which thank God he didn't, he didn't, he, he would have told his speech writers, I, I got, got this. this. Yeah. And then he would, he would have gotten up there and he would not have had it. It's because everybody loves him because no one yeah. will ever tell magic what they yeah. really think about him. Cause everybody loves him. He's smiling. And let's give it up for Vince. Uh, <laughs> Vince so, uh, Scully. <laughs> so uh, Peter raises the glass and it's always a real fun part for me because he starts the toast. The real easy part is, here is two. That's the, that's the real easy part. And then he says to, to Hannah Ann here, here's to an amazing day, our amazing journey and waking up tomorrow. Long pause. And just being so grateful that you are in my life. Yeah. He's basically saying you're the one he's because this, this move works for him when he's, scoping broads at the at the Westlake Four Seasons bar. But he's on TV. You can't tell all these chicks that they're winning the show because you forget. This is a game. We don't forget, but the people on it forget that this is a game show. There's a prize at the end. Getting proposed to it is the prize. The Neil Lane ring is the prize. Like going on Dancing with the Stars is the prize. So if, if you're going, hey, I'm all in on you. You're the one. 
That means, of course, she's going to bang him, but also he's lied to her in telling her that she's won the show, right? I mean, pretty much. Yes. I mean, that's, that's become such an accepted part of this show. And I think that that's kind of lost on Madison. Like, one of the women actually tries to tell her, and I forget which one it is. It's like, I know in real life, you don't want your uh, the guy you're dating fucking a girl six days before they propose to you. Yes. But this is basically what this game show is. Yeah. They all, they all signed up for it. Now, um, they show the, uh, the day after, the morning after, they're in bed, um, fully showered, hair done, makeup, and the camera and the lighting is perfectly set. So this is, this is your time to uh, go with your favorite bit about waking up with each other and just kissing each other. Um, yeah. It's, you know what they didn't do this, se- this season? They didn't show the shoes. <laughs> That's right. They didn't show the shoes and I need, and I need this in movies too. And, uh, and we, t- we've talked about this. We talk about this every season on the show. They show them, they wake up together and it's, and obviously the show is so juiced. So like, she's got like, yeah, you can tell she's been sleeping, but also somebody's come in and fixed her hair and done her makeup and they're, you know, like semi clothed or whatever they're in bed. I need to just have it shown like just do a one second clip of her just coming back from the bathroom going, ah, I just love brushing my teeth first thing. Or just even just, just like, so they cut out the shoes this time. Normally they show the shoes to let you know that they banged. Just this time, just show the toothbrush and be like, oh, I can see yours is wet just like mine. So we both brushed our teeth. Then when they're making out at 7 a.m. In, in a hotel suite on the Gold Coast, I know that their mouths are clean. Because it and really if, stresses me out. If you think about it. I do. If, if you knew the ABC top sales exec, you could run this by her because it's a perfect opportunity. If you approached Scope or yes. Listerine you and go. you said Come on. Product, product placement, yes. as soon, right before we show them waking up, we're going to go to the bathroom and just have your brand on the sink. What about that? What yeah. about that quip? electric toothbrush that's straight to consumer toothbrush that you get off the that you get from podcast advertising there you go get one of the hey i love this new quip really my mouth feels so clean right now so clean that i can kiss you right now because it's morning and you cannot kiss somebody in the fucking morning if you have not brushed your teeth that is just the <laughs> rules of it go on so uh hannah ann states over they uh, embrace and hopefully the next time they see each other is the um, at the uh, I don't even know what you call it. The place where they propose, which right. as they've been teasing is in the middle of the desert and it looks uncomfortable and hot. But anyways, uh, Victoria F is the second one up and you see the producers working here. They're going to make sure he goes on dates with the first two. Before he goes on the date with the virgin. So a lot of uh, times they don't, because they're staying in, sequence, in, dif- yeah. in different rooms, you don't right. know which date actually happened when, but because they come in this one. And now here's the, here's the thing. So they, Hannah Ann comes back and it's clear, like she's, she still has fluids. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. Like, like things are happening that you know she's just got back they want us to believe and she sits down on the couch and then it's real awkward and they're like how'd it go and she's like pretty good and it's like oh you just banged uh and then but but then it's like victoria's like okay i guess i'm off to my date i hope he's through his refractory period because i'm going on my date now and (laughs) she leaves and then they're sitting there and this is where hannah ann needs to be more strategic and this is where a better player like victoria f if she had gone first because then madison what's the chick's name madison madison is like i just you know i'm glad you had a good date and whatnot but I just want, I'm going to tell him when I go on a date with him that if he's, if he's, um, I'm saving myself for marriage. And if he's having sex with other girls and I'm not, I can't be married to him. And this, and Hannah Ann's like, uh-huh. 
<laughs> she just got done having yeah. sex with that. At that yeah. point, if you're if you're in it to win it, if you're strategic in the show, this is where you where you go, "Oh, really? Wow. So you're saying you would completely you just leave if you found out that he had sex with somebody else?" That's right. That's what I'm saying. Now in Alabama, we don't do that. Then you could just be like, "Well, cuz guess what?" Right. I just let him hit it all night. You know, he likes to go four times. He went five. He's a freak. And then you eliminate a rival. Boom. You're already into the proposal portion of the show, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. But uh, the so producers what, yes. would not allow that to happen. Okay. So what Victoria, happens? Victoria yeah, F., yeah. who uh, is drop dead, hot, gorgeous. Banging. Um, They've had this relationship where there's always drama. She's always crying, but he really wants to hit it. Like he, she obviously does a lot for him because he has put up with a lot of her shit the entire season. She's the one that guys put up with their, her shit to deal with at the chance at having her in a fantasy suite. Now, Victoria F., knowing what I just said, says this uh, off camera. I love our relationship. I feel like we can talk about anything. Except they talk about the nothing. the exact opposite of, of what they, what they do. That's they great. don't, they can't talk about anything. That's great. Um, and then at, at dinner, Victoria says, I feel like communication is the most important part of a relationship. She, she says these things out loud. That's great. Even though every time he tries to get her to talk about feelings, uh, it doesn't work. But I, I she has none credit. for him. Right. I will give them credit. They uh, they actually did an Australia-esque date. They took a chopper and yeah. they uh, they went, went along the coast and they saw some things that you see in Australia. They dropped them off at a waterfall. They did three things I would never do on these dates. Go on a chopper, jet ski, and climb to the top of a fucking tall building and hang off it. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. I'm out. That was odd. Yeah. Um, so it's like they, they had a nice day. They were joking that, you know, we've had a really nice day. And she's like, yeah, we haven't gotten into a fight yet. And they're like, yeah. And then, you know, they, they acknowledge the fact that, that he never met her parents and that they, they must talk about what they haven't been able to talk about all season. Um, so they get to the dinner and she barely talks about things. She gets a little upset. She kind of gives him the attitude. Like, we, we, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what you want. It's great. She did that. She does that move that, that, that couples do in relationships and says, um, I don't know what you want to hear. I'm not, I, I, I'll tell you what you want to hear. Yep. And then the other person says, I don't want you to say what I want to hear. I want you to say what you feel. Pete, Pete and, needs to read. <laughs> Pete needs to read that book. She's just not that into you because <laughs> she's not into him whatsoever. So she, uh, just like Colton with his, uh, with the person he chose, like he's looking, to, he's looking to grasp on to any, any verbiage of yep. affirmation just give and me he a just sign. clings to it. Just give me a sign, she any says, kind of sign. She, she says something like, I really like you. Or, I mean, she, I guess she does say she's fallen in love with him and all this stuff. And he looks at her and he, he says, that was so effing real. <laughs> and then he, pull, he pull, then he pulls out the envelope and they go to the fantasy suite that was so effing real what you just did so the entire season of her giving him the, the message she did, really doesn't want to be in this and she gets pissed at him one like sentence at, at dinner resolves the entire communication it's great. issue it's great and they're off to the fantasy suite love it and they bang no no shoes though no shoes. And, and I did notice this um, after they woke up and everything and she's doing her, her post fantasy suite um, interview. She hits. She does a little shot of scope first. She No, she does. She does this thing where she starts becoming very articulate about feelings. And she was downright loquacious. Yeah. And I'm thinking all <laughs> it voluminous. took was. was yeah, all it took was for her to have sex to to get all of this uh, all of this language out of her. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess Victoria F is uh, is right up there. She's in she's it. She's so hot. 
FYI, was, FYI, when I was looking for a picture of her to use in last week's episode for the for the episode art for last week's show, I Googled her and it turns out she got a DUI about two years ago. So uh-oh. you know what that means. You know what's going on there. She's a little yep. she likes to party. Uh, okay. <laughs> what else? Break do? up marriages right, according right. to uh yeah. to the reports. Yep. Um so Who's left but the Virgin Madison? Um, this sets up the biggest drama of the, of the episode. Peter says off camera, uh, Madison means the world to me, um, even though he just got done banging the two other women. Um, so what they do on this date is, and for me, who is kind of a risk taker, a thrill seeker. Mm, yep. You skydive. It seems very tame. Like, you, I was you hoping sex they were random gonna, Tinder hotties. Go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They went to the highest building in the Gold Coast, whatever that is. Yep. And they they were just they they were strapped to the metal with a harness and they just leaned over the edge. Now, to me, that's very tame. If they were to a bungee cord jump or repel no, or something, no, no, it would have been, no, it would have been something. No. There's but a, there was a ladder involved. Like they got, they're like, Oh, the building doesn't go all the way. The elevator doesn't go all the way up to the top. So we have to get out and go on a ladder. And then, and then they were like, um, belayed onto it. They were, they were carabinered to something right. like, fuck that. This isn't the challenge. We're not watching the challenge right now. This well, is, you're not trying to to survive here. We're not on Survivor. This is the, this is the Bachelor. Maybe maybe you don't understand this, Brian, but they had to go to the tallest building in Australia because relationships, falling in love, is about taking a risk. Oh, that's right. Um, they in the, about in risking the, your life, though. In the voiceover, as they showed them climb this building, it was so uninteresting. Just climbing stairs. Uh, they had voiceovers where Peter and Madison were exchanging lame cliches about the highest building. Um, Peter says, if we can go to the highest building on the, on the gold coast, we can do anything. Uh, Madison today, we will see if we could take our relationship to higher heights. Oh my God. Everything worthwhile is uphill. I was in my safe space during this whole time. Mainly I was like three quarters of the way asleep because I was so bored. Uh, she's not done. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Everything worth it is going to come with a struggle. You have to keep climbing. And once you get to the top, it's all worth it. So lame cliches about, uh, being on top of a building. It was a pretty, um, pretty tame date, nothing too drastic. And I will say this, uh, they go back to the house and Victoria F and Hannah Ann are talking Hannah Ann relays the information that Madison said, basically, if he sleeps with two women or one of you, then I can't be with him. Victoria F. says that's that's like an ultimatum. It's not like an ultimatum. It is an ultimatum. That's exactly what it is by definition. And they're talking to each other, and they both know that they both had sex with him. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's just really funny that they're talking about it openly and they both had sex with them. <clears throat> but anyways, go back to the date. They're eating dinner, and she hits him between the eyes with, no matter what your morals or values are, it's not uh, fair to set those expectations on somebody who is exploring that with three women right now. Oh, he says that to her. So basically, Peter says this. I heard what you said last time. I don't think it's fair for you to put that on me. I am dating and falling in love with three women. Of course, I'm going to have sex with all of you because that's part of the process. That's basically what he's telling. Right. It's the game. That's the game. And I think that uh, there's a great reaction when uh, when she's she says that she's saving herself for marriage. Peter just looks like there's a devastated look on his face. I got a screenshot and I put it on Twitter. Um, And I'm just thinking like, Peter's just got to be sitting there thinking, why exactly now in the third date of fantasy suites, am I being told that a contestant is saving herself for marriage? And he doesn't call her out on it. Like that would be like the first question I would ask. 
You signed up for a game show. You knew I was promiscuous. What's the deal? Why do you save it till right now? But um, she basically says, I can't get my mind around you getting down on one knee six days after sleeping with somebody else. That's the very essence of this show. That's what yes. you signed up yeah. for. Like, and we talked about this all the time. Like these these girls that come on the show, they weren't just deposited here from another planet. They early on in the show, the show was new. Now the show has been 20 something seasons. So these girls that are on the bachelor, not only do they, are they raised in the bachelor? Like they've been watching the bachelor since they've been allowed to watch the bachelor. They know how the bachelor works, but also most of them. And this is like the dirty little secret of the bachelor that, you know, they're like, Hey, call in. If you want to be a contestant, the dirty little secret of the bachelor is that everybody that's on the bachelor is friends with somebody that's either on the bachelor or has been on a previous season. It's like this incestuous little world where they're like, Hey, I was on last season. Now I have 70,000 Instagram followers. You sh- I'm going to call the producer and tell them they should hire you. Like, it's not a, like an accident that they were there the, the We get that the whole thing's a work, you know, that's, that's why we don't, we don't check in with reality Steve during the season. Cause it'll ruin it for us. But also like if you're making the show, don't make it so obvious to me that I'm being fucked with. Like try to make it seem real. Right. And they're, they're, they've just done such a bad job of that over the last few seasons. So she and, knew obviously is the point. Right. And, and to your point, there were a couple opportunities here at this dinner. One, she dropped it on him that she's a virgin at the third date of Fantasy Suite. He should have had a problem with that and addressed it with her. But then as he's trying to talk her into staying, which is a weird decision, um, I'm, she's, he says, I'm 100, I could 100 see, 100% see myself with you. And that's when she could be like, so just let me get this straight. You could see yourself with me. You're 100 percent sure, but you just fuck the other two women. How do how do I wrap my mind around that? And then he would have to explain to ex, explain himself, and the show just doesn't want to go there. They're always very testy about yeah, that. Yeah. So so she just walks off. Um, it was one of those, I guess. Could I see you out or whatever? And then they they take her to the SUV, and Madison being gone means that. One of the biggest violators of the word literally is being sent home, but they could not send her home without maybe making her biggest violation of the word. She said in the car, (laughs) fighting through tears, I literally can't talk right now as she's talking. As she's she talks the words. I literally can't talk right now. Uh, So a season of literally being used wrong, the word clarity being used a lot, uh, many sentences uh, broken up with the word like. Yeah, there's a lot of likes. A lot of likes. Okay, so let's let's get to it. So seemingly we're down to Hannah Ann who just, I feel really sorry for. She's like a deer in the headlights. She's overwhelmed by the moment. She's such a doormat for this Peter loser that uh, (laughs) it's sad. Like, I'm sad when she comes on the screen. She's just got this vacant look in her eyes. It's a real bummer because she's a pretty girl and she's got a lot going for her, I'm sure. And then there's Victoria F., who, who... clearly cannot stand Pete and is just there for, you know, whatever comes next. But what I gathered from the previews is he's going to pull the old, I made a mistake. And also there apparently are no fucking rules on the stupid fucking bachelor. Because she's gone, Madison's gone, but he's going to do that thing like Colton two seasons ago where he goes and chases the girl he let get away, right? And they have his mother on camera, so they just happen to fly the parents in 
knowing that they would have to give him this dramatic speech. Horrible. She said, and she says, you can't let her go. I don't, the thing that isn't clear about the tease and you're, you're assuming a lot is right. that he's referring to Madison. Oh, he could be, he could yeah. be referring to either of the other two. Really good point. That's left open. So, uh, because that happens every season now, by the way, this Ari. Right. Fleischer, well, Dyke, Lion Dyke jr. He picked a chick. Right. Rebecca Kufrin. And then bounced on her after to go back with some Lauren girl that he's since married and impregnated. So this is not, this is like basically, (laughs) basically never does the season end with their like, and last year, uh, no, I'm talking about the bachelorette, Hannah Hannah got screwed over. She proposed to this Jed guy. And then it turns out Jed had, you know, he was a bit of a cad, which again, I don't know why that disqualifies him from being hooked up with Hannah, but she, dumps him and you know so it's like just just like connecting and proposing and then just being with the person you picked that is not that is not enough to end a bachelor season with anymore clearly because that doesn't happen so you assume that madison is the one that he's gonna go running after no because i was barely awake i just i was kind of listening i I had my head down and i was kind of listening to the tv this is what i think as you summed up uh hannah ann just being she's the easy one she's like the empty netter like she she could be taken she wants to be famous um i think like five percent if not less five percent of all um couples made on the bachelor uh yeah they stay together five percent like it's closer to like 40 percent when the bachelor picks it bachelorette picks it but like i think hannah ann knows that being a famous semi-married couple is going to enhance her profile in the world. She's given into him and literally used correctly and figuratively. Now, the thing that he acknowledged last night was that he likes the drama that Han- that Victoria F brings to the table. Oh, yeah. He, he does. He clearly does. He's yes. chal- he he does. challenged yes. by her. Yeah. And as a, as a warm blooded male, we could all tap into that feeling. Yes. There's, there's something about the girl that's playing hard to get. We the girl all, that's a yes. little too bitchy. Yes. That you just want to, you just, you want to capture them. It's like, it's a very like, uh, what do you call it? It's just, it's, it's a very like back to the caveman days, very instinctive thing. Show where, me, show me a girl that's pretty hot and kind of a bitch. And I will show you a line of guys attempting right. to be rejected by her. Right. So it's I, a I hot combination. A, I have a feeling that Peter's going to choose the, uh, the, the challenge yep. and something happens at the, uh, at the proposal ceremony. Uh, uh, if she might be the one that runs off and I don't know, uh, Peter's mother says to go get her who knows. But anyways, my prediction is without reading any spoilers, is that he chooses Victoria F, which will be the wrong choice. But Hannah Ann was just an easy choice anyways, and it's not like it's going to last. So he chooses the hard one. Yeah, I just don't. I could I could see him choosing Victoria F and her just being like putting up the stop sign with her just like as he gets down on the knee, her like grabbing his arms and being like, don't just stop because she's so not into him. And also... As I've said before in the show, winning The Bachelor is the worst outcome if you're a contestant on The Bachelor. Being jilted at the end is probably the best thing that could happen for you in terms of your next moves in your social media career. It's kind of the the opposite of sports. Like, yep. You don't remember who Duke beat this year. You don't remember who Villanova beat one year. You, You remember... You remember the championship team. You don't remember the runner-up. The bachelor runner-up becomes more famous typically because they parlay it into the next versions of the bachelor, which I'm, I, I need to get to before we sign off here. Oh, what's that? Did anybody see the commercial for the next version of the bachelor? The oh. bachelor oh, is yeah. putting on a 
like a an American Idol sing off yes. couple style. You know, we're not we're not doing a podcast about that, right? I, I can't I cannot it, watch that. It looks so dreadful that it could be some great no. modern. <laughs> Oh no! But is it? That's just like a one-off, right? Or just like a couple? Ep- they're not doing a whole season of that. I, I don't know. I I never saw the Bachelor Pad or the Winter Olympic Winter version. Games. Yes, um, we we definitely watched Paradise, but like I never I never take in this late winter, early spring version. Yeah. Um, but this is so bad. I could just see like Chris. What's his name? Chris Henderson. Chris Harrison. Harrison. Um, just like the, uh, wheels turning in his head and how do I parlay bachelor and these popular singing shows together? Let's just put them together and see what happens. It's great. Oh, it looks dreadful. Uh, it looks really awful and I refuse to watch it. And unless everybody on Twitter watches the first episode and then says <laughs> they want our comments about it and then we'll probably have to watch it. Uh, okay. So your prediction is Victoria F. I'm going to say he's, he does pull some, uh, Colton and Cassie type shenanigans and he goes to back to Auburn, Alabama and tries to chase down this Madison and asks her dad if he can marry her or whatever. And Bruce Pearl shows up again. Uh, so we'll see. So next week is the women tell all Are we doing, it's usually not like a, there's not a show worth of women tell all. Do we are we watching it? Game it, time decision. It, all, it really all always depends on how much traffic we get on Twitter about if they want it. The, um, the we, cool, we could sit it out. The cool thing about women tell all is there's like 24 chicks there and 18 of them. You're like, who's that? Right. What, was, oh, that person was on the season. Like you don't remember any of them. And there's always a, a woman who was let go either the first night or, or survived the first night that's forgettable that tries to get some airtime. She tries yeah. to yeah. throw some drama out there to get some, some airtime. Get those IG followers. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll either rally up next week or we'll rally up here for the final. Uh, excellent job. Way, I'm so glad you can pay attention to this stuff, Jason, because I find it so hard to watch. Um, I hope we've given everybody everything they were looking for. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you maybe next week. Later. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the baller lifestyle we living in. It's the baller lifestyle we living in. It's the baller lifestyle lifestyle.